guys, it's Madison Story Slam Podcast. This is a long slam episode, and my guests are Dan Soder and Gary Veter. They were in town to uh, perform at Comedy Club on State. We sat down at Johnson Public House and had a great conversation that really had nothing to do with Madison this time. It was basically all about comedy. We do some impressions. Uh, look out for some wrestling impressions. It's pretty great. Uh, just some heads up, uh, our next Story Slam, February 27th, the theme is Worst Job. You can sign up on Facebook early to tell a story, and you should get there early because it'll be packed. Anyway, here's Gary Veter and Dan Soder and I at Johnson Public House shooting the shit. What if you listen back? Yeah. Yeah, there could be some gems here. Some good stuff. Yeah. Keep jamming. I have some bad news. He waved you off? He, he's not able to procure okay. anything. That's fine. Uh, I feel like I'm in high school again. Yeah, is it because, is it because he doesn't know anybody, or because he just doesn't want to help us because of my comments, my uh-huh. fine coffee? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that probably is it. Yeah. He re- you... really snootily said, "For those guys, yeah, yeah." yeah. He's like, "Yeah, uh, tell the uh, tell the one that ordered an eight ounce coffee that he bombed." Yeah, when he was up here. No, I feel like people don't like me when they first meet me, or not really? as much as they will. I mean, I feel like, like I didn't me. like you when I first met you. Is that is that true? Do you outside East me? Yeah. I met you before that, though. You know that, right? Well, I know. You told me the story. Yeah, the Daniela, Daniela's <laughs> yeah. Bringer show. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, that's what you have to do. Yeah, you, you have do to. anything for And I was on the other side. Imagine how bad I feel. I feel like a, I feel like a, a guard would, in Nazi uh, Germany. He was calling newer comics to go and do this Bringer show. Sure. We had like 10 friends to get on stage. Yeah. And Gary I was, just, was just trying to do comedy. Yeah. Just I just had a dream. I wasn't trying to get taken advantage of. Dude, I got roped into it. I didn't know what a bringer show was. She's like, you just got to help me out, call these people. And you would get stage time out of it? Yeah. That, that, that was the so deal. That's, you're yeah. getting paid, but you're going to yeah, get yeah. stage time. Right. I mean, in in well. the same way that a guard, like that a soldier was like, hey, listen, uh, we just need you to stand in this tower with a rifle. Yeah. And then 50 years later, you're like, oh, you were a guard in Nazi Germany. Right. right. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to lead to that. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So we're recording. Uh, oh, this, man. This let's going. just omit that part yeah. right uh, now. Dan's my Nazi guard. <laughs> <laughs> hey. We don't want to hear about that. Yeah. That I'm part actually of the being life. held hostage. <laughs> so. Uh, so for our listeners, welcome to the Madison Story Slam podcast. Yeah. First of all. For our listeners, uh, I'm here with Dan Soder. And is it Gary Veter? Yes. Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah, I it's watched me. the Conan uh, appearance last night, so I heard you say it. So I had a Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I say it a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you go, I'm Gary Veter. I'm forgetful of, uh, or people are very forgetful of who I am. I don't think so at all. Really? Yeah. No, that's nice. Like uh, the, when we did radio this morning, that dude's going to remember you. Uh, were yeah. you on with Fish? Yeah. yeah. And at first, you know, Fish was like... You know, I'm going to say it, not respecting Gary. Yeah. But then Gary brought some thunder yeah. and proved that he was a uh, comedic talent not to be messed with. Yeah, I had a couple of good lines. Was, Two, exactly. Three. 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 Specifically. Yeah. Oh, man. But it was that good. You're keeping it. tallies. Yeah, yeah. That Well, that's things don't come up. It's a know, competition, you know? Frequently you got, I feel like you kind of have to with your opener. You got to keep them in check a little bit. Yeah, well, I don't even look at it. I don't like to use the O word. No? With Gary. <laughs> I call him my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it gets, you know, <laughs> there's no difference between me and him. Friend or Gary. Friend or Gary. The only difference is I go on at the end. That's the only difference. But do you have more time? Because yeah. that's a difference as well. Time, yes. <laughs> Monetary benefits, yes. We're, we're one-two punch. I lightly, lightly slap them. And then Dan. Stiff jab yeah. followed by a wild hook yeah, yes. exactly. that might not land. 
And Dan's uh, always like, you're the one who knocked him down. Yeah. So Thanks. we're talking about performing. For, for my listeners who don't know who you guys are, you guys are here to perform at uh, Comedy Club on State. Yes. Uh, this weekend. If you're hearing this, it's, all, it's probably too late. This will go up actually tomorrow morning. That so. is... That's the Valentine's all... Day, uh, maybe there are still tickets available. No, I think they're all sold they're out. All gone, and yeah. what a hilarious thing to say. If you're listening to this, it's already too late. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're like, what, what kind they of apocalyptic... They just shut it off immediately right after that. <laughs> yeah, right. What kind of apocalyptic stance <laughs> is that? Uh, so, right. so tell people who it's you guys are. Um, I am a... Where would they know you from, I guess? I'm a stand-up comedian that has appeared on MTV2 Sky Code. Yeah. I was only on there for two seasons. Don't judge me. Um, I've had uh, two appearances on Conan. Yeah. I have a half-hour special on Comedy Central. And... Um, what do people recognize you most from? Guy Code and Inside Amy. Doing that sketch on Amy's oh, yeah. show. That was a great sketch. I got a lot of people like, hey. You know, like, oh, yeah. I'll tell you, Reddit knows you most for Opie and Anthony. Oh, Opie I mean, Jim. yeah. That's like, Opie and Jim's like the biggest. Yeah. Opie and Jim and then Bobby's po- Bobby Kelly's podcast. Yeah. You know what, dude? Yeah. But yeah, Reddit is vicious. Yeah. That's they a place are, I don't go. I posted and I said, if you guys have any questions for Dan, let me know. And uh, there weren't many good questions. Uh, it, I was told to ask if your girlfriend is cheating on you. Uh, yeah, yeah, That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. <clears throat> what were the, were the other ones just mean? Yeah, uh, people were just kind of dicks. Just like tell, ask him why does he suck? Uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask him why does he try so hard when he goes on OP and Jim. He it's said all, they said one person said tell him to do that hilarious lady voice that he does. Dude, that's so funny. I've done that voice on that show three times. Right, and it's kind of good because it's like. Um, it makes me feel good about the rest of it because I'm like, oh, that's the only thing you can criticize. It's sure, something yeah. that I did. It'd be like if a band, if they shat on a band for one song. Yeah. And you're but, like, yeah, that was but you know, song. people do. Like, that's that's what people Also, do. you went to Reddit where the trolls, that's where trolls fuck. Oh, it's, it's all uh, <clears throat> cynicism. Yeah. You know, it, it, they just need to. No good it. comes out of Reddit. Yeah. Just well, I mean, no. YouTube comments are just the. Uh, yeah, I mean, really that's the appetizer to Reddit. Soul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> YouTube comments got nothing on Reddit. Oh uh, yeah? yeah, yeah. YouTube comments are polite. Why is that? Reddit. Reddit is actively like, go kill yourself. Yeah. Like, why did you post this shit? You're stupid. Go yeah, kill yourself. They, um, that's why I didn't know what Reddit was, <clears throat> and I did a joke on my first Conan appearance about Russians. Yeah, and my buddy's like. Your Russian joke is blowing up on Reddit. And I was like, I don't know what that is. I actually saw that, yeah. Basically, he was like, here's a link to go read criticism about yourself. And you're like, oh. Yeah. So if you have a friend that makes it on Reddit and they don't know what Reddit is, don't tell them what Reddit is. Right. Just let them live their life. Yeah, it's going to lead to me finding other subreddits about <laughs> an appearance I had on you know, Opie and Anthony two years ago where they're like, it wasn't as strong and he really did this. He just, the voices weren't connecting. You're like, right. hey, who are you? Yeah, yeah. What do you do that you can criticize me this much? But nothing. That's the point. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, they don't do anything. What they do is criticize. But people I will read say, the comments, though. That's true. I will say that, like, the like smaller local subreddits, like the Madison, Wisconsin subreddit, is actually all really awesome people are friendly uh, they're not dicks for the most part. yeah well opie and jimmy fans you know the holdovers the, the old opie and anthony fans there's a couple guys that are just so fucking bitter yeah they're like dude i don't need to well i also sort of feel like that show caters to people who have a little bit of built-up animosity anyway yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so i don't uh i don't i just don't go on there yeah I've like slipped and gone on Reddit twice and severely regretted it both times. It's just because you just want to. I just want to fight somebody. Yeah. yeah, I don't say things like that to, about people unless I have intentions of physically fighting them. Sure. 
And I feel like if I found some of these guys, they'd just be some slob on they a actually couch. Huge neck beard. Yeah. yeah. They actually might even like you. They just have, you know, they're just people that never have That's anything nice to say about anybody. Exactly. You know? Like, There's it, no way they have, they're you know, living a good life. What's super interesting is, like, seeing the guys on Twitter that are like, yeah. come to your show tonight, you better be funny. And you're like, hey, don't say that to me. And then they're like, sorry, bro, thought you could handle it. And then you see them, and they're like these meek people in real life. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. hi, um, hey, I'm Trombone15. Uh, <laughs> sorry I called you a cocksucker on Twitter. And you're like, oh, you a dork? D- oh, d- you- you little you radio fanboy. Do you think there's any correlation, or like, are they the same people that walk up to you and go, "Oh, you're a comedian. Uh, do something funny." No, those Is that people. The same kind of guy. Those people get that out in real life. Yeah. Those guys don't need to do that on the internet. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're dicks in real life. Right. Sure. So they don't need to. Yeah, the people take, on the internet are, are shyer. Yeah, and people on the internet that, are, that try to take people down, it is so clearly a problem you have with yourself. Oh, yeah. And I've learned that probably at the last year. Totally. It's like, oh, these people don't care what I do. These yeah. people <laughs> look for what I do as a reason to bitch about something. Totally. So, Gary, where do people know you from? I was on Conan, but... Uh, about uh, Com- 90,000 people watch that. Comedy club. Um, Comedy club on state. Yeah. There and I was going to say uh, Access TV. Oh, yeah. Well, I did Access TV. I was on Comics Unleashed. Um, so that probably totals about 100,000 people, yeah. possibly. What's like, your Comics Unleashed? That's more people than know, who know me. Yeah. You know. Um, don't bat an eye at a hundred grand. Seriously, hundred. <laughs> it's a lot of people. Yeah, um, but yeah, that so pretty much that, and then uh, you know I'm going around, been going around with this guy. Or, uh, yeah, been doing a bunch, the quarter full comedy tour. Cool. Just you know, apologizing to waitresses for being cut across the country. I mean, I feel like after we do shows, like a lot of those people, like I mean, we, we did Arlington Draft House twice. Like people came back for that. Yeah. So it's like we have a good. Uh, Nice little return base. Mm-hmm. How long have you guys been on the road? Uh, you know, I try to Gary and I, I try to work with Gary whenever I can. Sure, maybe like once a month, a couple times a month. Yeah, maybe once or twice nice. a month, and then the other time I'm out by myself. But yeah, mostly you know, like the really fun clubs. I try to get Gary with so we can just have fun. Like we've just been bumming around Madison. Yeah, did yeah. I hear you guys both on a podcast? Because you were you were the guest of the podcast, and you brought along somebody kind of like this. Not that he's just a guest guy. Uh, yeah. You're bringing other people around? Uh, what, bro? Uh, I, I almost want to say it was like the Sex, Drug, and Rock and Roll podcast. Oh, that was which, which, uh, that's Big J Okerson. Yeah. That's no, his. There, was, there was one where you were a guest and you brought somebody along, but they didn't say a single word. Oh. Like they said, hello, my name is this, I'm a comedian. And then the rest of the podcast, no word at all. Could have been me. That sounds like a Gary. Yeah. That sounds like a real Veter. I'm here, but I'm not here. Yeah, I'm just watching. I so just, that's where people know you guys from. Yeah. I also say uh, people probably know you from your role as Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, this is the second time today. Yeah, it's really? <laughs> Man, when I first saw you on Conan, I was like, this guy sounds ju- That's my yep. favorite impression to do. I always oh, go, oh, yeah. wait, was she a great yeah. big fat person? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what pain is. <laughs> Uh, it puts the lotion on the skin <laughs> as it does what it's told. Yeah. Have you always had a kind of like a monster uh, style voice? As Bobby Kelly describes it, yeah, my yeah. monster voice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, at what age did people go, holy shit, this guy is a demon? No, I had a deep voice when I was little. Yeah. Before, before puberty, I used to call my friend's house. I remember specifically calling my friend Louis Condon. And his mom picked up, and I was like, is Louis home? And she's like, who is this? Who is this man? And I was like, I'm Dan. And she's like, oh, my God, no. I thought you were Lewis's football coach. <laughs> and I was like, I'm nine. Yeah. I think I was 10 years old. Yeah. Have you used it to your advantage? Like when you were a kid, did you call yourself out of school as your father? No, no, no. I wish. I wish. Uh, instead, what I would do is 
I would call Toys R Us and ask if they had toys, and then I'd act like an yeah. adult. I'd be like, can you hold that for me and my son? And they'd be like, yeah, okay. And then I'd show up and be like, do you have a Gambit action figure? They're like, yeah. Who are we holding? <laughs> I didn't. I never really used it to my advantage. Yeah. Well, was, there's not many advantages. Though. Yeah. I was the exact opposite. Really? I didn't have like a yeah. I had a high voice. I can. So see I was that. like yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> so small. And then it broke. Late. And then it broke puberty. Yeah. Then like by like seventeen or seventeen, eight, maybe eighteen. I don't know. People would call the house and be like, uh, "Hi, Mrs. Veter." Oh, know, talking to me. That's yeah. Worst. That's but what yeah, happened. Yeah, you were like seventeen. So sad, yeah. They were doing that. I mean, pr- it was pretty late. Here's you know, the I don't thing, know. Though, it was seventeen. Yeah, pr- it was like it was up there. It was definitely high school where it was still happening. But yeah. it, it, it stung. I was like, "When is this going to change?" And then it just became this monotone <laughs> thing. That was. I can't help it. That happened to me before puberty. They would think I was my mom. Yeah, it really hurts. It was deep, it hurts. but it was also high. Yeah. Yeah. But also, people think sense. you're always telling the truth, though. Yeah, you're like, hey. You know, yeah. You're very innocent when you have a high voice. I don't know. When I, hear, when I hear a voice go up higher, I think this person's lying to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you ask somebody, hey, did you take yeah. the trash out? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I did. As a child, though, you feel bad for the kid. It's yeah. just like, oh, yeah. You know, he gets made fun of. No one can tell what I'm saying because it's so deep. Well, you, because your voice is so deep. I mean, you could do great voices. You know, I just like, grumble. So I just roll, 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 roll. You were probably practicing voices when you were, like, as soon as you're voice started changing i was I, I had a real interest in practicing voices and then i you know and then i read reddit and i realized i shouldn't have done yeah, it yeah. so i just stopped doing voices well you know i i did a little research online last night actually and uh was hoping that we might hear a little bit of macho man oh, i don't know yeah. if it's too loud for in here yeah, or it's what? too loud for really in here. yeah because i get loud when i do macho oh man, man. we were watching uh i was watching wrestlemania 6 on the wwe network about three days ago with a buddy smoking pot yeah and we watched the mixed tag match of Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire versus Macho Man and Scary Sherry. Yeah. And midway through the match, or before, right before the match, Dusty Rhodes brings out Miss Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And so I kept doing Macho Man, kind of losing it, but in a very, like, real way. <laughs> like, yeah, listen, Dusty, I don't know if it was cool you calling up my ex-wife. Yeah. Kind of a little mad about it. Yeah. She shouldn't be a ringside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like doing it like that. I, I like great. the reserved, like, um, I think um, uh, Jay Moore, does, you know, he does Chris Walken. Yeah. But he always talks about how the best Chris Walken is just not like the over-exaggerated, like just yeah. the Chris Walken who's looking for vegetables at the yeah. grocery store. And it's really just subdued. So like Macho Man subdued, just yeah. like how he'd call him and talk to his mom. Or like going through his credit card statement. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember this charge. Yeah, never definitely bought that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. remember that. Okay, yeah. Definitely remember that. Yeah, when the macho man goes to the grocery store, yeah, I can't because I want to go loud because you eventually have to yell. You do, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you also and then do I that. slap my hands. Yeah, and I do a twist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want to yell. I man, people need to look up your uh, YouTube video of you doing it because your face when you do it is pretty good too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I always experience. hold the belt. Too, yeah. yeah, there's a I'm whole thing. The fingers, yeah, get them weaving, yeah, oh, yeah. See, it starts going louder yeah. and louder. Yeah. Uh, Andre, you, I can you do an Andre as well. Yeah. yeah, but there's a guy that does the Andre the Giant show. Yeah, really? Yeah, I watched it on YouTube, and he, it's so good that you're like, oh, okay, mine was just fun. Yeah, or I was just, uh, I'm coming, I'm coming for you. <laughs> 
But it's, it's not... Um, I, I will randomly break out. Like, my wife and I will be laying in bed, and suddenly I just go, I am the Dread Pirate Robert. Yeah, that's the best one. I always, when I'm waiting for my girlfriend outside and I have, like, a car, she'll be getting in, I go, oh, yeah, I got the four horses in case we find the lady. Hello, lady. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that's so good. Yeah, he... Uh, Andre was the best man. Me and uh, we were joking around about this. I was at this comedy festival and I was talking to like I forget who I was, I was talking to like Brooks Whelan and a couple other people. We were talking about how Andre was so big that everyone was like, "Look at him! He's the size of a giant, yeah. a carnival man." And then he was like, "I'm just an alcoholic. I just <laughs> yeah. want to drink and hang out." Have you heard the story about him? Like he gets, you know, he would drink like seven cases of beer. Yeah, yeah he's he at a hotel one, 120 beers, and he he passes out in the lobby. And uh, nobody can pick him up to move him, so they just took, like, velvet ropes and roped him off That's so that hilarious. people wouldn't touch yeah. him. There's a story Hulk Hogan told about. They're in Japan, and he got a phone call in his hotel room, and it was Andre. He's like, hey, boss, you got to come up here. I'll see this. <laughs> and he walked in, and Andre had shit on newspapers <laughs> that he laid down. He's like, look how big that is. I can't do it in the toilet. <laughs> he said, you got to see these? Like, he goes, like he just goes come on, you got to see this, boss. <laughs> I don't know. Talking like Andre gets addictive. <laughs> it does, yeah. I call him. I want to know about your stories. What is the worst job you ever had? You have to do the first accent with Andre. It comes deep. Yeah, then eventually, yeah. Uh, my brother-in-law does a really good um, Arnie uh, from What's Eating Gilbert. Gilbert Great, me too. And like... Okay, well, let's hear it. Because no, like, I can't do that in public. That's fucked okay. up. Well, so I we will be eating like a Leo. family dinner, oh, and, uh, and dead. he'll do it, and, I, and I'll say, Josh, you're Arnie for the rest of the dinner, and he'll do it, and it's it's just spot on. When I was 16, my friends and I went down to Mexico, and, I was, yeah. and uh, we went with like my family, my friend's family, and they brought along his family friend who was this smoking hot 21-year-old, and I was 16, mm-hmm. and I could do Arnie, and she was like, that's so cute, so I just kept doing Arnie. <laughs> of course. Just to get her to like touch me yeah it's like this is awesome but i probably think um the impression i do the most to myself besides macho man yeah is rodney dangerfield really yeah, just, yeah that's i didn't the know most, you did a rodney he does a good one yeah that's just like my favorite one to be like uh, when i screw up i'm like oh, i didn't see that coming um <laughs> you know you could you could uh, while you're here you could just go reenact back to school oh that, was that here they filmed it here yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, dean martin <laughs> Yeah, and that's why they're the Kinnison scene in the Yeah, yeah. He's like, and that's why they never had the guts to get out of there. Wow. He's like, this <laughs> that, guy does I mean, it. that's spot yeah. on. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty crazy. I have a lot of fun doing that. Um, do you do other voices, or is it just deep voice guys? <laughs> it's just deep voice guys. <laughs> the one I did on stage the other night when I was making fun of an MC was uh, the Jason. we got to pause this really quick. Yeah. we got to stop playing with the microphones. Oh, sorry. It's, I, get, <laughs> no, it's okay. totally. I, get, I get it, but... Um, I just like bending yeah. the cord. You guys can't hear it because you don't have the mic, uh, the headphones on. So yeah, this that's going to be a yeah. subreddit. I just want to apologize <laughs> to all of Reddit. You guys are so right. I'm so sorry. So you were saying you used to do? Oh, um, one of the new ones that I like doing is Jason Statham. But it, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. work. Totally. Mm-hmm. I, a friend of mine and I we always thought it would be great if Jason Statham was Steve Jobs in the Steve Jobs biography. That's hilarious. Oh, if it's buy my products. Yeah. I've got a phone. It's going to change. It reshape history. I don't think you understand this, but I've been working on this phone for over 10 years. I like to just do, go through my shower products. You sound more like Billy Idol. 
Billy Otto. Oh, it's the Billy Otto too. Yeah, I don't know. It's somewhere in between there. Yeah. That one I want to nail down in uh, Sam Elliott. Mason, right? Oh, Liam Neeson's. Yeah. Oh, man. That was Wait, f- do you want to nail down Liam Neeson with, with his accent or with him trying I, to be an American? I do, I do the sort of the Liam Neeson where you can kind of hear his Northern Ireland. I, I am a, an American. I am an American man. <laughs> Listen to me. I, I understand. Yeah. I, okay, so I, I have this joke where, you know, the, the line is, I have a particular set of skills. Yeah. And I think it would be hilarious if it was, I have a practical set of skills. I, I, have, I can balance a checkbook. Yeah. I can change a tire. I have a very, I have a set of very hireable skills. <laughs> I'm good at, I'm good at outlook. Yeah. <laughs> I, I promptly return emails. Right. And most importantly, I show up to work on time. Yeah. I have references. <laughs> yeah. I have references. Three of them. <laughs> One of them might be dead. Yeah. Uh, and then the the Sam Elliott. Oh yeah, I was doing that last night. Uh, I never heard your Sam Elliott. And I was like, if you're at, if you're ever at Tornado oh, yeah, Steakhouse yeah. and you realize there's a piece of beef, well, I was thinking Sam Smith. Is that yeah. the guy, the singer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't do Sam Smith. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing if I could do Sam. I Smith. think he's got a pretty high voice, though. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Elliott's uh, the opposite of Sam Smith. The opposite. Uh, pretty he's a dude. Yeah, English little fancy boy versus an versus American the most Wild Montana. Man. Yeah, the, more, the real cowboy. Oh, come on, why? When he's in Tombstone, yeah, I just I just like quoting him from The Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, he's like, uh, you guys got some Sioux City Spanspirilla? Got some, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I like your style, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. I like yours too. The whole cowboy thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, sometimes there's a man. Well, <laughs> sometimes there's a man. And I ain't never been to no London and seen no damn Dundies. I damn, yeah, I didn't see your queen or damn Dundies. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that's like a real stoned laying in the hotel bed alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if room service will bring me up <laughs> a nice porterhouse with a glass uh, of whiskey and maybe a tumbleweed. See, I feel like you could do that. You could call room service and like start to order that, but then also ramble a little bit. Like you're yeah. thinking to yourself, like really existential shit, and there they, they wouldn't even interrupt you. They they'd just be like, "Okay, they have yes, to sir. listen, sir. What room are you in?" Well, I've been in a lot of rooms. That's a good question. <laughs> I've seen myself change from time to time, and I always find myself coming back to the same room and wondering, "Miho, I don't know how I got here, but damn it, if it wasn't a fun journey." Okay, okay, okay sir. Uh, what what yeah. uh, what what type of steak was that? I like a steak, kind of like I like my summers I used to spend in Idaho. <laughs> Bear. Okay, hot. okay, sir. <laughs> I like potatoes. I can see it. My ex-wife Donna. <laughs> so I, I always do this thing where I'm not a comedian. I don't do stand-up. I think I'm a funny guy, though. Yeah, most, see, pe- most people think they're yeah. funny, but um, I. Uh, I have always developed like characters. Like I, I practice voices on my own. Like, yeah, is that fun. something you did growing up? All the time. Yeah, all the time. The first voice I learned how to do was a poo from The Simpsons. Sure. And that was the most fun I've ever had walking to school by myself. Yeah, and just, just going that. welcome to my humble establishment. Yeah. <laughs> like having fun and being like, okay, that's closer. Yeah. And then like I, I grew up watching wrestling, sure. so I just like. But it doesn't sound different when you say it, like compared to like if, when you hear a recording. That's why when I do like if I was doing this, it's kind of weird for me because usually I like having headphones. Yeah, because I can hear it back immediately. Totally right. But, I've uh, got a second pair. I just I didn't no, want to leave somebody out. Yeah, it's um oh, Gary. Yeah, oh, Gary. <laughs> that's you, Gary. <laughs> um, but I think sometimes it's like phrases. 
especially when I was little, I was watching guys like Dana Carvey. Sure. Because I could do impressions of impressions. Uh, yep, that's the same. Yeah. Church Lady was my first impression. Yeah. Which murdered. That was the first yeah. time I ever killed. Was on my grandma's balcony in San Francisco with my dad and my aunt, and they were drinking, smoking cigarettes. Sure. And I was murdering during the church I mean, lady dance. They were pretty hammered. Yeah. Um, it juiced up audience, but yeah, I mean, I closed it out at five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I found, like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an only child. Yeah. So I think, you had to come up with a lot of your own fun yeah, time. You know, I played with action figures, read comic books, and I think voices just naturally went with all that right. stuff. Yeah. yeah. You're by you yourself know? a lot. A lot. Do you, but do you make up like your own characters, like voices for? So like I, I the yeah. One, there's one. There's one that we. I did a movie last summer, and one of the PAs was mm-hmm. this really nice kid. But uh, I had like this um, kind of spoiled brat, regal prince, <laughs> and that was always like. It's too loud for this place. I'm oh, sorry. It's no big deal. Uh, but I'd always be like, Father says, I get a new pony. <laughs> <laughs> I had some of the finest knights in the kingdom train me on how to fight with swords. <laughs> Poor child. And then we, we just did that voice with this kid. Oh, good and, uh, My co-star Kristen and I kept saying that he had a romantic relationship with the finest hen in all of the kingdom. <laughs> and it was, uh, it's just like shit like that. Yeah. I, I have a character named Jerry and, uh, I was in Indiana once, Indianapolis, uh, visiting my cousin. We went to a liquor store. Lady in front of us was uh, an attractive lady in yeah. yoga pants. Right. Okay. And as she's leaving, we step up to the, uh, counter and the guy, he's, he's short, white hair, kind of fat. And he puts his hand up and then leans as far as his belly will allow him over the counter and watches her leave. Then he turns to us and goes, I love my job. Oh, God. And it was just, and, and I was like, this guy's name is Jerry. This is the type of guy who sits at home and just flips the channels. He never lands on anything. The only yeah. thing he lands on is when he sees a, when he's changing the channel and it shows like a girl in a bra or something, he stops for one second and goes, hell yes. Yeah. And then keeps flipping until yeah, he sees yeah, the next yeah, one. Yeah, that's a dude with like a, uh, <clears throat> that's a guy with a real uncomfortable couch. Like yeah, I imagine yeah. he has an itchy couch, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. a comfortable lazy boy chair. You know, to like a single wide. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, a lot of canned beers. Right, canned beers. He's probably got a few bowling trophies. Yeah, and the chicks he's banged are heinous, <laughs> real bowling alley trash. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a girl named Janice. Terry Ann. I mean, that's probably like the best way to come up with a voice is just, I mean, you see somebody and then you, oh, just, the, re, you just act what they would be like in a certain situations yeah. outside of I like what you doing just saw that. them in. Exactly. Where you I know? watch people talk. And that's how you, yeah. That's how you get it. Yeah. And then you just do the voices yeah. for the people. I yeah. can't do any voices. Nothing? What, no. Like I mean, not, this like is like it. Nothing you're with. Yeah, <laughs> you ever heard me change a, my voice? Never. Not yeah. once in all of our conversations. Have you ever heard me yell? See, no. That, yeah. I, was, I was curious watching your Conan appearance if it was... If it's a stylistic thing to be kind of the monotone, um, oh, that's a good question. Like, I, like I just, yeah. I just, because, because you're, um, yeah, like are you almost, doing almost Wright? the vibe is, right. yeah, it's I, kind of like I, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, people come up and uh, say, uh, you know, are you influenced by Stephen Wright? And if anything. I just went with... He was influenced what, by you? Yeah, exactly. I learned everything um, from Gary. He actually stepped aside from comedy since I started. But um, I kind of just went the route of what I feel most comfortable. And sure. so it's like, this is how I this is how I sound, unfortunately. Yeah. So I just go I with this. I think it's unfortunate, though. Yeah. I think it really works for you and your style of humor. Yeah, well, I think it, it, it kind of just went along with what... Yeah, basically what... Uh, how I am comfortable on stage. If I, I I can't tell you know a story where I'm like showing expression because I don't do that in real life. So sure. 
It's yeah, a lot of people talk a lot of energy. About, I don't yeah. even know where they come up with the energy yeah. to do that. People yeah. talk about finding their comedy voice, and yeah. a lot of times you see a comedian who his actual voice doesn't match his comedy right. voice, and I feel like yours really did. Thank you. And then also, uh, when I first started, you know, it, it, I mean, it took a it took a while when people would, uh, come up to me and be like, "I feel like that's not you." And it's uh, and it kind of was it was uh, some of what I'm doing now, but mm-hmm. I guess it wasn't exact. And now people come up to me and they'll be like, "Oh, you know, your your voice sounds great for your act. Yeah, your, your totally. Delivery does. Is, your delivery is good. So, I mean, I guess it's uh, on the right track. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's I'm, I. Still don't even know if mine's right. Like, yeah, I you, think you could use a little work. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. No, you're just burnt out. You're, you're really honest, good. Pretty honest, dude. Pretty honest. And uh, no, looks like this tour is coming to an end. The uh, student is is making a run yeah, for the master exactly. now. It sounds like. Uh, no, his voice. I mean, your voice is right on. I mean, you sound exactly like you do. You know, right now it's just like you're. You know, you're talking. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anybody I know that changes their voice on stage. And really Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, God, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm a musician, so I I would play shows around Madison here, and uh, I write super sad, sappy love songs or songs about death. Elliot Smith style, huh? Yeah. And you talk talk to me. I'm not a sad guy. I'm happy, Mm -hmm. whatever. But on stage, my voice was totally different. Uh, I'd basically get up and be like, well, I hope you didn't come to the show to feel good about yourself by then. Um, That's funny. At least you're leading with that. Yeah. Uh, But I'd still kind of, my voice, my speaking voice even would change and be like, you know, this this next song's about death. (laughs) You know, like. uh, It got weird. Yeah. Yeah. It got super Well, I also think like you, uh, as a comic, you have to be as original. I mean, you have to be original. So the best way to be original is you be yourself. Yeah. Nobody, you know, nobody's gonna I think that's you. always the greatest advice is if yeah. you come from a place of honesty in your life, you'll never be the same as someone else. Right. Yeah, because it's your life. Only you've lived sure. your life. Even though those Reddit, those Reddit sub fans would probably say different. Am yeah. I right, guys? Right. Am I right? A little positive clicks would always help. Uh, I'm, I'm always curious. Like, like, what comedy do they like? Do they not see like you they know, don't like anything? If they, if they have a problem with your Russian voice, which is hilarious. I mean, you got like you know what is practically remind me of your Russian voice. I just do a joke about how Russian people are the scariest white people, <laughs> and it's just true. It is true, and they're very, and that's why they love that joke. Because they're like, yes, you bring good, good points. We are very terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like this man. He's good. And it's a great joke. So it's like, how does anybody have a problem with a joke that everyone's laughing Dude, at? Dude, like, I'll tell you this. There's people with problems with it. There's people. One guy said that um, my Russian accent was too Ukrainian. I'm like, so yeah, just- I go, uh, hey, dude, I'm a, a Swedish and Irish dis- descent, and I'm from Colorado. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that I'd be like a Ukrainian nailing like a Minnesota accent, and they're like, Seriously. it's too Chicago. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, say you have a joke and it works 99% of the time. That time it doesn't work, it's like, no, uh, audience, That's you're the one it, yeah. who's wrong. Yeah. It's like, this works all the time. Like, But they look at you like, this is not funny. Like, uh, you know, you're, yeah. you're not a good comic. Yeah, you're failing It's like, us. no, you don't get it. You're the uh, I, you're You know, the sometimes it is. Uh, like, you know, everybody has that joke that they think is great. Yeah. But for some reason, they can never. They've set up the bottles. They've they've set up everything. But the ball they throw to knock down the bottles, it never quite gets it. And and then sometimes it is. And I think that's a weird thing about comedy, where like 
you could tell the, a joke the exact same way, but just change like one thing. Oh, and it right. doesn't work. You change your inflection. You yeah. change the way you breathe, and it's it's different. Yeah, it's coming well, off. That's it's an like, interesting thing. That a lot of people compare like performing music to doing comedy. It is a note, and and like the thing is, is right. like if I change something about one of my songs, nobody notices, and if they do notice, they're like, "Hey, I like that thing that you did." Yeah. With comedy, you change that one thing, and it feels like most of the time people are like, "Do you remember the way you used to do it?" Yeah. Um, right. Gary and, Gary and I were talking about this yesterday, but it really is like um, joke, like telling jokes. It's like shooting a basketball. There's like yeah. a touch to it. Like you know how to have that shot, how to take that shot. Sure. And you can even if it if your finger comes off the ball a little different, it cannot work. Hmm. And you're like, oh, I know where I made the mistake. Yeah. I rushed it, or I didn't say this part, or I usually lead with this part. Right. But the great thing about stand up is it's that one show, and then you're on to the next one. Yeah. So it's like. You know, we were talking about this this morning, kind of like, what did we learn from last night's show? Sure. You know, we knew that they were touchy last night, so we're interested to see if Friday night's crowds are touchy. Touchy how? Bringing up dark... Uh, I mean, it's not even that dark. It wasn't it's, even that... It's like, you know... It wasn't even that... I have a joke where I, I say sommeliers are fancy alcoholics, <laughs> and they need to stop swirling their glasses and call their kids. And um, I call your kids the audience. Yeah, and I, and go, I, and I, yeah, when I said call your kids, they're like, oh, yeah. and you're like, it's gonna get way worse. Yeah, and it shows me I can't have fun. Right. Like, like immediately, you don't like them as much. Yeah, you're like, oh, I don't you're know. Not fun. I don't know if that's the crowd saying, "Hey, we didn't like that." I, you know, sometimes crowds react to they're just like, like it's a cue, like it's that's where we're supposed to say ah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's weird because you see ninety percent of. Crowds just laugh. laugh at that, sure. yeah, sure. As opposed to that, so it's like, like oh, why'd yeah. you guys get sensitive on that? Yeah. It doesn't make well. You know. This is this is the Midwest where drinking problems are pretty huge, right? <laughs> so like everybody, that is true. Everybody yeah, probably been touched don't by call their kids here. here. They're like, oh, you just reminded me of something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I got to step out and make a yeah. call. I, gotta oh, call my dad. I need to call my kids. <laughs> oh boy, I think my boy's fourteen now. <laughs> dad, you never talked to me. Hey, it was just uh, at comedy on state <laughs> and realized I haven't talked to you since you were a child. It's like that uh, news commercial. Like, do you know it's ten o'clock? Do you know where your kids are? Yeah, no. Oh, like, shit, I, where are they? The comic just reminded me of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I w- want to take this time to ask any of the listeners who are good at computer programs to come up with a device that can give me the real name and phone number of people that comment online. Yeah. <laughs> I will uh, give you a there's good gotta be a way. They're going to find out. I mean, yeah. have you heard of the hacker group Anonymous? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's what they do. That's the big one. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to go for internet trolls. Yeah. Uh, they do. They do? Oh, well, so, like, Reddit is full of, like, like investigations. Like, like people are like, okay, we've got to investigate this. Like, somebody will post a story and, and include one minor, minor, minor detail mm-hmm. of the person's life or whatever that they're talking about, and Reddit will find everything out about that person. Like How their phone number. Oh that? my gosh! Right, and and then like if it's a if it's about a restaurant, they find the phone number and address of the restaurant, and they bombard it with calls and letters and emails and blah blah blah. Yeah. It's insane. It's uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's lynch mob. It's lynch yeah. mob. It's totally what it is. Yeah. I just want it for good, so <laughs> I can go through my YouTube comments. And be like, oh, this guy's name is Adam. Stevenson, and he lives in Toledo, Ohio, and I'm going to be calling him right now at work. Yeah. Hi. You said I was unfunny, unbookable, and then he's like, oh, I didn't. I I just had something like that on Instagram. Really? I put up a picture of Gary eating cheese curds, (laughs) and this guy's like... 
look at your dumb head. Look how misshapen. He thought it was Soder. But he thought it was me. Yeah. yeah. So I write at him. So it was go, my dumb head. I go, yeah, that's not me, dummy. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you know, my, and then he comes unraveled. Yeah, like <laughs> I crazy, like thirty comedians. Social media. Uh, there's a comedian who will remain nameless. Uh, popular comedian. He has a Vine account, and um, a lot of his. This is going to sound backwards because I was talking about Arnie before, but a lot of his Vine videos are him making fun of people uh, who have disabilities, mental disabilities. And I commented and just said, hey, like, I appreciate your humor, but, like, I don't appreciate this. Like, I thought you were funnier than this. And then he blocked me on Vine. And I was like, like, you can't handle a little bit of criticism. And I think. um, But at the same time, it's totally his right to be like, hey, you know, I'm going to do what I'm doing. And it's it's censorship of criticism. Yeah. Which is weird. But like. I, but sometimes people think they're helping and they're not. Like yeah. I've gotten criticisms. Like I was joking around about before, but they're like, this guy tries too hard on Opie and Jim. You're like, yeah, I'm on a major radio show. Right, right. I'm trying to be funny. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie about that. Absolutely. Not, and what kind of dick would I be if I came in and didn't try? Yeah, yeah. You, he nailed it. Guess what? I yeah. wouldn't be on the show anymore. Right, yeah. right. That guy, and what, if you gave the right amount of uh, you know effort? It's it's, like he gave the perfect amount yeah, of effort. Good effort. Yeah, Way to say stay that? off a couple times. It's like Nothing's these, pleasing this guy. Yeah, these people listen and they think they know how to do it. And then you're like, I would love to see you yeah. on air with these well, guys. I'd you- love to see anybody who criticizes anybody do that thing. You know oh, what be I mean? great. I heard one, one comment on one of my Conan sets on YouTube was like, um, this guy doesn't look comfortable on stage. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing my first late night <laughs> first major show. Maybe, yeah. And by the way, I was pretty comfortable. Yeah, so yeah, I would exactly. love to see how you come off. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, hey, uh, my name's Ryan. Uh, comment on uh, YouTube videos. Oh, God. Um, so you guys ever notice when you go to the store? And then, and then, YouTube videos. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're going to give you a set as opposed to them just being like, hey, man, good Do for you. you know how amazing that would be is I, if, if like, Conan was like, oh, hey, this guy comments on a lot of our videos and, and is really negative. Why don't you come on and just, just do a do stand up? Yeah. And then they would hide behind it. They'd be like, yeah. oh, I don't do stand up. It's yeah. like, well, you'd be criticized pretty heavily. Like, yeah. you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. yeah. It's the same way. It's like, you know, I think to a lesser, especially with comedians, it's to a much lesser extent that we take this kind of like the almost the. The criticism comes from the same place it does for athletes. Sure. Yeah. Like, why didn't you make that shot? It's like, hey, fatso, could you make that shot? That exactly. guy just had two guys in his face. But I think, yeah. I think the... I just dropped 40. Okay. Yeah. I'm the sorry. The mentality is, hey, you're getting paid all this money to do this. Why can't you do it right? Yeah. Like, yeah. As Guess far what? as athletes go. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. even that. Yeah. I know. Like, hey, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Those guys make that money for two years and then yeah. they're done. Yeah. He's like, you don't think I try hard? I work yeah. out... 12 months out of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I do comedy every night. So when they're like, that's oh, not that good. It's like, okay, well then go pick someone else. You know, right. this is a re- recurring theme on this podcast. I talk about it a lot is that people tend to not be able to see beyond themselves. Yes. So yeah. like for all we know, Dan Soder, when you're telling a joke, maybe you found out that day that your favorite uncle died Yeah. and you're trying to still do your job and tell a joke, but it's right. just, it's just not working because you've got shit going on in your life. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like I think about my high school teachers and the ones I hated now that I'm an adult, I was like, Oh, they had, they were real people outside yeah. of my high school. I think the internet divides us in a way where we lose the humanity of of seeing people. Like we yeah. see people, and we just see people as not as people, but as these things on our computer where we're automated. Like, right. And we're like, I would have done this. Yeah. I would have done this. And and you know, we're all the we're all the 
protagonists of our own story. Yeah. So we're all the main characters. Nobody thinks you're the uh, sidekick. I'm not like, yeah. oh, I'm hey, in the I'm Gary the story. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it would be weird if you're just like, I'm just the guy who's the friend of this guy. Yeah. It's like you relate it to yourself in the way that you're the main character, but right. that, that can be unhealthy to a point where, totally. you, where you stop having senses of empathy. Hmm. Yeah. We're just like, look at this guy suck on TV. <laughs> They're like, you know, we'll watch videos of people bombing or doing like really bad in comedy. Yeah. And I have a, a low tolerance. Sure. I watch it a couple times. And I'm like, all right, dude, this is like, I feel bad for this person. Right. But it is fun. And I get, I get why people do it. But mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times they also forget that there is a thing as too much. When you start involving people yeah. and going after them, I've read comments that have ruined afternoons hmm. because it's like, fuck, man, I'm really trying. Seriously, yeah. And yeah. people are like, you suck. And you're like, ah, I guess well, I can do Can you suck. imagine it, like people who say that who are working at Domino's if somebody came in every day while they were boxing right. a pizza and went, hey, you suck so hard at boxing that pizza. But you know yeah. what? A lot Dude of times, I think those people have that in their heads. Probably, and that's why yeah. they're getting it out. Yeah. And it's also like... About themselves. I mean, that's yeah. totally right. Because when I was when middle school and early high school, I got picked on. Didn't have a ton of friends. And after my freshman year of high school, I was like... I looked at all the people who were jerks to me and who had tons of friends. And I went, you know what? I'm coming back next year. I'm going to be a jerk to everybody. And then I had friends. So it works. You know, you... you but I also it, think it's also this sense of like... Um, I always look at it like the cool kids in eighth grade where you thought they were cool sure, and, right. they were mean, yeah. and then they were mean yeah. and you grew up and they all ended up being like right, you really pretty mediocre it lives yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. and you're like, oh, none of that mattered. Yeah. I, I just look at it like anyone that's willing to criticize someone online is a have not. Totally. The haves never criticize people. Yeah. It's always the haves nots. Where like, they're just like, I didn't do this. Yeah. Is there acceptable criticism online? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you write... I don't think 140 characters is going to do it. No. But I think if you write a letter to, like, a website that's like, hey, man, you said this. I love you. You know, you got to, like, preface it or, like, hey, man, even if you weren't a fan of mine, like, listen, uh, I don't know you as a person. I'm not a fan of your comedy. Yeah. Also, you said this, but I don't mean to be mean, but this. You have to be polite about it. Well, like in the movie Heckler, Jamie Kennedy's documentary Heckler, I don't know if you've seen it, he calls up a critic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have a problem with Jamie Kennedy because he just seems angry about everything. Like nothing's yeah. enough for him. I feel like, but like the the uh, the the uh, shit. What's the word? Critic? I just said it. The critic. There you go. The critic wrote a scathing review. I think of like the Mask Two or Son of the Mask well, yeah, or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And I was kind of like. Jamie, I know, like, you kind of, like, he was really upset that this guy wrote this, and he basically said it was a piece of shit. Which he was right. And it was. And, like, like I know, Jamie, like, you have to, you have to, like, promote it and be proud of it, sort of. But at the same time, can't you recognize that it was sort of a huge piece of shit? Well, here's the difference between critics and YouTube commenters. <laughs> is A paycheck. Yes. And, but in a serious sense critics put in their time yeah. that's their craft of watching this and you understand that they've watched a lot of it yeah. these people that come out on YouTube I don't know how much comedy you watch you right. can think qualified. You, think you could love Carlos Mencia yeah. and watch me be like look at this hack and you're like yeah. well, you don't really know or, or that's your opinion fine yeah. but yeah. You, you're not being paid by a newspaper to think, write an op-ed piece. Yeah, totally. You know, I think people, the average Joe here, stand-up comedian, and they they think it's across the board the same thing. Yeah. Where it's like, 
uh, no. Like, <laughs> like alt comedy is totally different than, than like a Seinfeld. Like, and well, they're both stand-up think, comedians. I think but. everyone, uh, for most uh, most people, think that they're funny. So they think that oh, it's like this is a thing. Like everybody could talk. So let me criticize this person who yeah. also talks. Yeah, and, it's interesting because um, they wouldn't have the balls to be like. <laughs> This bitch, well, they do now. I yeah. take that back because yeah. they do have the balls back. This bitch can't sing. It's like, can you sing? Yeah. How well can you sing? Right. And, you know, as far as like, I, she's always, up there. I always make sure to let like trolls and shit know when they're like, you're not funny. It's like, I don't care about your opinion about my <laughs> sense of humor. Yeah. Because I've already proven that I'm funny. Yeah. I have, you know, an apartment I pay for by being funny. Yeah. I have money in the bank. I can go look at the value of my comedy. I am right this now. much funny. I am this much funny. So to say I'm not funny. Yeah. My parents still pay my bills. Okay. Well, <laughs> Gary, you know, Gary's getting funny. Yeah. And I think that's what we're, the there. point is, is. Gary is this yeah, much yeah, funny. Yeah. Almost there. Right. But I think that whole, like, if you want to deter me from doing comedy by saying I'm not funny, Terminator me. Go back sure. in time and tell me I'm not funny when I'm 13. And then I'll be like, What? And then I'll shut everything down. I think yeah. the difference there is that's not even real criticism. That's just somebody being an asshole. Yeah. Criticism yeah. is, hey, uh, I think smell. most, you're right. Yeah. Most criticism starts out with, hey, you are funny. Uh, you know what? I had this on Reddit just recently, uh, the R Stand Up Comedy uh, subreddit. Somebody posted a rant they did and they said, hey, I've been thinking about doing stand up comedy. This is just a rant that I did while I was driving. And it was really funny. But he cussed every other word. And I, I just said, hey, my two cents, you are funny. However, I'm really sick of going to open mics and hearing a comic, quote unquote, yeah. think that if they cuss and are dirty every other sentence, that it makes them extra funny. And I said, I don't think that's quite what you're doing. You are funny, but you don't need to curse every. And I said, I said yeah. no problem with cursing. I use it on stage. It's no no problem. Yeah. But I said, use cursing um, uh, when it makes the joke funnier. Oh, don't absolutely. try and make your joke funnier. Yeah, you know, use it when it's necessary. Um, so I think that's how criticisms start out. You know, you are this, you did this right. I don't know about this. Because if, if somebody just says, you're not funny, that's just somebody being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also- I mean, better criticism is like, oh, uh, I mean, as a, as a comic saying to you, oh, hey, maybe lose that word. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I, comics I might know. And by the way, I love that people think that we just walk around like, I'm so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we're constantly being like, hey, does that joke work? And you're like, yeah. Uh, yeah. you could probably. If anything, I walk around just not being funny. Yeah, and then, yeah, then yeah. I try and take whatever I saw that day and apply it to yeah. the act. You know? Yeah, you always, you're always trying to get better. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever, man. I, f- I feel like most comedians come from a place of second-guessing themselves. Constantly. Yeah. In every oh, aspect man. of their <laughs> life. It's our entire mean? brain. Yeah. yeah. So why do you think second guessing is how we write jokes? Yeah, joke writing is from being like, "What's that?" and being like, "Why is it that way?" Right. You can't be satisfied with. Uh, no. If anyone walked around like, "Oh, that's great," "Oh, that's great," their comedy would suck. Yeah. Oh, you know what's just great? That's so great. <laughs> right. Like, full of shit. I have a very close uh, person in my life who the joke with me and my sister is that he always has a little like you know the devil and angel yeah, yeah. but it's it's just an Id- tiny identical twin that he has on his shoulder that is constantly shaking his head yes and whispering in his ear going that's so good yeah definitely say that cuz it's so great i know a couple people like that yeah it's pretty it's, it's pretty horrible to be like, oh you you don't get that no one wants to hear it yeah um so you guys you Dan you said you've been to Madison for have you been to Madison for No yet? never first no? time What do you think so far I love it we actually uh we got cheese curds the deep fried so, cheese curds yeah, those will get you so, 
that's uh, as long as I, I do one thing in a in a city that's like the city thing to do. Yeah, and I feel like I've been there, so I feel like. I sure. now say that I've been to Madison. And you guys don't drink, so it's not like you can have a great yeah, craft drinking. beer from here. Yeah. So. I got a great craft root beer yeah. at Old Fashioned, which I'm going to go back and get tonight. Yeah. So good. Old, old Fashioned is the is the best. Uh, you know, the person who uh, opened the Old Fashioned, she used to be a forest for, forager for a different restaurant in town. I had no idea until just this last month that this was an actual job that people do. What is it? Yeah, a what, forager. Like, what is you it? go out and find plants... And mushrooms or whatever to bring back to a restaurant, and so that they can use it in their cooking. Oh, really? So she did that for years, and then opened. Uh, yeah, the I mean that place was awesome. Yeah, um, great meal. So good. It's oh, always man. super busy. Yeah, yeah. So it's always packed tonight. They, uh, like, it's a shame you don't drink because their yeah, no, their drink uh, the old fashioned. You know, like everybody has an old fashioned, but theirs is really good. So yeah, I'm excited to see. Uh, I mean, this whole—I mean, the city is just awesome. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. We've had a great time. Yeah, how you said you were here in April. Have you been here before then? No, no. It was just April for a couple of days, and, and I've done more exploring this time. Was it nice in April? Was yes. it nice out? Way easier than it was now. Yeah, because like right now it's like seven degrees and it yeah. sucks. It's so. brutal. I, I, you're I think, from Colorado. You're used to snow. Yeah, but not like this. Colorado's no. sunny the next day. Oh, really? It warms up. Yeah. Well, you know what? This is this week has been our first week where it's been really cold the whole week. Yeah. And uh, like. Just a couple weeks ago, we were like 45 degrees. Oh, yeah, so. let's see. What is it outside right now? It is... I always love doing this in Madison because you're like, oh, oh yeah. it's, okay, it's 21. Yeah. I told Dan to pack his long johns. He did. <laughs> yeah. That's my, see, that's oh, what dude, I do as an opener. The high tomorrow is 7 degrees. Oh, jeez. The yeah, low is that's horrible. 11. We got three shows tomorrow. Yep. All sold out, though. All so sold out. Um, and that's what matters. So I'm trying tickets, to read Tickets, baby. Seven <laughs> tickets. My phone is not be working. too late if you listen to this. Seven anyway. tickets, baby. Hey, all you subredditors. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Seven tickets, baby. Um, it could be an old yeah, Even subreddit doesn't like me. Yeah. I get no respect. <laughs> uh, go on Reddit. So now that we're talking about Madison, I, uh, I thought maybe you guys might want to hear this about Madison. We just made... Uh, New York Magazine. Okay. Uh, just they were talking about us yesterday, as a matter of fact. And um, so, uh, let's see. I'll just read the article. Uh, would Julia Child be really sad to know that there's an entire cookbook dedicated to semen while recipes that utilize a woman's vaginal secretions seem nearly impossible to unearth? And no, the cleverly, cl- the cleverly named rum cocktail pussy juice doesn't count. Cecilia Westbrook, an MD, PhD student at University of Wisconsin-Madison, pondered that question and thought, maybe. Then she figured out a way to make yogurt from her own vagina. Okay. Wow. Uh, The collection method was done with a wooden spoon. She set up a positive control made with actual yogurt as the starter culture and a negative control plain milk with nothing added and combined her own homemade ingredient to the third batch of yogurt. Left overnight, the magic biology created a respectably sized bowl. Uh, she said it tasted sour, tangy, and almost tingly on the tongue, and it went best with blueberries. Discuss. It would, and it also gives you uh, throat cancer. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> we all know eating. So blue- she fed it to herself. Okay. Uh, it seems seems uh, like that. Dude, would this be- chick is a freak. Yeah. Jeez. Yo, what do you want to do, baby? She's like, I want to go home and eat a big bowl of my cum. Right, right. Well, what? Yeah. She's like, I made it into a yogurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's, re- it's still healthy. Who do you, you got to be to be sitting around? Like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on at UW-Madison, stuff that's like groundbreaking, yeah. research and things. 
who do you got to be to be like, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. You got to right. be a real chick. Try my pussy yogurt. Yeah. She's like, what do I love? What are my two favorite things? Yogurt and flicking my bean. <laughs> How can I combine them into a delicious tangy mixture? <laughs> Welcome to Julius. So, uh, yeah, so just say blueberries. Yeah. <laughs> our theme for our next storytelling event is the is worst job, and I just okay. I just yeah. was thinking, her lab assistant. Uh, that's a, probably a pretty bad job. Or is it the most erotic job? Right, right. Yeah, that There's, should be the new Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. The reverse. It's call it pussy yogurt. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, my question was: yeah, There's it. no way you could call this vagina yogurt or pussy yogurt and have it sell in a store. What would you call it? What What would you try and rename this as to make sure it would sell? Uh, I couldn't think of a single thing. I mean, it has to have some type of like maybe the first couple letters are nature's like, joy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd probably call it yeah. nature's joy. Nature's joy. And then a really small letter is pussy yogurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, nature's joy, lemon. It's pussy yogurt. I mean, there's no way that could get... I mean, what, kids are going to have that? Right. It's in the is back. Like, oh, yeah. good. I'm making more yogurt. I'm going to make more yogurt. I'm going to make more yogurt. It's like selling women's breast milk. You can't do that. So how would you... No, I think you can. Oh, really? Uh, I think online now, you they can uh, sell... People sell their breast Jeez. milk. And like make a ton of money from it. Wow. Yeah. Which, and, and, and I've seen for sale breast milk ice cream. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm down with some titty ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Doing a nice tasty I'm going to be honest. I'm not. Uh, I would I've not, had, uh, uh, I've tried breast milk before. Yeah. It's slightly sweet. You tried but, it? Yeah, but I don't think I would want to eat it in ice cream. No. Why'd you try it? We did it on Bobby Kelly. On you know what, dude? Oh yeah, yeah. How'd you get it? Like what? Somebody just it was uh, ordered it. A friend of ours's girlfriend when she okay. just had a baby. The best way to get it is to get it directly from the source. Is yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so you got it, it from was a uh, locally sourced. Oh, okay, yeah, from farm to table. Yeah, <laughs> from titty to table. Uh, so, like I said, worst job. I wonder uh, if either of you might have a worst job. What's story? your worst job, Gary? We could tell. Uh, probably like the job. I had last, so I was a, like a receptionist for this insurance company, and just working, I mean, just a regular gig, like, it was, I had to get up at 6.45 in the morning, and then yeah. wouldn't be able to leave till like 6.30, and then I have to go, and I go out and do comedy after, and then I get to work the next day, always late, because I was out, you know, the previous night till like 2 in the morning trying to sure. pursue my dreams. Meanwhile, they hired me because... I like told them. I, well, I mean, they like you know. I, they, I guess I was qualified for the job, but they thought that uh, oh, hey, this guy's he's pursuing comedy. Here's we know something about him. But yeah. when they finally learned that you know I was showing up maybe like ten minutes late instead of getting in at the, the right time at eight o'clock, they started having a problem with that. Sure. And I ha- held on to that job for a year, and I was so excited because um, when I made it a year, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I, I finally made it a year in a job. That day they fired me. No, yeah, on the year anniversary. Yeah. Oh, they, didn't, they didn't know that, but, oh, that's but uh, the guy who hired me he took a big swig of water. He's like, "Come with me. Uh, we got to go in the conference room." And I'm just like, "Oh, this is not good." Yeah, and he you just can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His name was Mason Powers. Does that sound like such a dick name? That Mason really Powers it sounds like a made-up name. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's real, real, real life dickhead. It sounds like a guy that piloted a warplane in World War One. But I, but I hated like uh, the office environment because it was. I was working that job while like the show The Office was going on and sure. they would always quote like The 
office and be like, oh, Steve Carell says the most ridiculous things. And then, like, I mean, I was new at comedy, but I would say things that are funny, but then people would look at me like I was crazy for saying these, like, maybe slightly inappropriate things. Not completely inappropriate, yeah. but yeah. slightly inappropriate. Sorry for adding humor to the office, but they, they would see it in the show, but they wouldn't see it from the guy who's the aspiring comedian. And now sure. it's like, and they're like, you, know, you need to be like Steve Carell. Yeah. It's yeah. like, and I mean, why aren't you more like Jim? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like, and so I, you know, I may, I would make a joke and they would even take it as like, oh, there's a comedian in the office. Yeah. Now it's like, hey, you had a comedian in the office the entire time. Yeah. You guys didn't, uh, didn't appreciate That's what that. you always got to hope as a comedian is that you get big enough that people yeah. are like, dude, I worked with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that funny? Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you guys missed I think out. I was funnier. Yeah. Than but I actually Maybe had I a uh, there was a girl there who I hated. Her name's Sarah Khan. Hated her. And we had those uh, right. those I'm chairs. Glad we got that, a full name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hated. Oh my god, she was a devil. And what I used to do is she had one of those chairs that you could like kind of like lower. Jack up. Yeah, 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 jack up and, and lower. So I would just like lower it slightly, and she sat right across from me. So then when she would go to sit down, it would like she would it just seemed like she was dropping, yeah. and she'd be like, "Who the hell lowered my chair again?" And like obviously she knew it was me, but she couldn't tell that like her chair was lowered. So I would get her like every like you know fourth or fifth day, and it was just it was just for me. It was just perfect timing. And she, how yeah. would you how would you hold laughing? I mean it was just hysterical. I mean like nobody knew. And, like my my all my coworkers they would like know that I like lowered it, and they would be like you can't do that, you can't do it. I'm like I'm doing it. Yeah. And it's like that's part of the. You know, Is this why you got fired? No, no, no. This is no, the no. real reason. I mean, I got fired because, I mean, I there was they didn't have enough for me to do. It's like, it was sure. one of those jobs where you had to, like, act busy. Uh. And it's like, I just couldn't keep up with it. I couldn't keep up with the acting. Yeah. And it was just, I was so tired from, like, the whole night out yeah. of, like, you know, performing. I just wanted to sit at a place where I could, like, think of jokes and, yeah. like, have Fuck a... Juilliard. Yeah, yeah, You had to learn exactly. how to act in the office. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> but... Dude, that sounds awful. Yeah, I, yeah. Man, I had a job where I could just sit and, and think about stuff but it was That's terrible good. no it, no it's, it's good those kind of jobs are terrible so my worst job i've ever had i worked for a vending company here in town in their vault and so the drivers would bring their bags of cash from collecting from the vending machines and i would literally count one dollar bills and quarters uh, yeah. from uh, from 6 a.m to 4 30 p.m that is awful in a in, alone in a room with no i mean how it was a vault you, it was how did you go crazy i did I, yeah. I lasted a month and a half okay i, I was like i i got strep throat and was sick for like four days. And then uh, when I got better, I just called my boss and said, I, I'm not coming back. Yeah, because did you have the thought of going back in there and it gave you a panic attack? Yep. Yeah. I actually, I woke up, it was Monday morning, I woke up to go to work and I was like, no, mm-mm, not going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was terrible. that stand. Yeah. Yeah, and then my, I talked about on the last episode, my other worst job was, uh, I'm from a town just right next to Madison called Sun Prairie and we do the Sweet Corn Festival every year. And uh, it's a three-day festival. We eat sweet corn, and there are rides. It's a carnival. Uh, I used to clean up after uh, oh, the yeah. corn fest. Oh, it was a mess. And so, like, uh, I think what I said at the last podcast is, uh, if you've never seen a porta potty after a three-day sweet corn festival, it looks a lot like a uh, shepherd's pie from hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was oh. pretty brutal. So, oh. those are my two worst jobs. I mean, any job that it's like. I mean, really, just any, a, a lot of jobs. Just you know, it's tough. It's getting up early. That's yeah. that's brutal. Yeah, yeah, there's some terrible, terrible jobs out there. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Dan, um, well, see, what's weird is like because the job that I hated the most was waiting tables because I just didn't like being bossed around by like businessmen, sure, who were just mean. But the worst job I ever had was I used to work at a cannery up in Alaska. When I was 18, hmm. in between 18 and 19, and that job wasn't so bad because 
uh, you did a lot of cool, you know, work with your hands kind of stuff on the docks. Yeah. And the guys I worked with, I liked. But the worst job they ever made me do was it was halibut season, and they caught a bunch of halibut, and they were processing it. And when they were done processing it, there's these things called totes, which are th- uh, these big plastic bins that hold a thousand pound of fish. And they had two totes filled with halibut head. And they're like, hey, you got to throw this in the grinder that feeds out to the Ugh. sea. Blah. So I had to spend two days, eight hours a day, just throwing heads into this grinder and having blood and eyeballs pop back on me. And <laughs> yeah. That was the worst job. Yeah. I mean, that sounds pretty uh, pretty but disgusting. I, but I just get super baked at lunch. And this Would you eat a lot of fish? Not when I not for a while. Really? Yeah, I stayed away from fish because I just I, I reeked like fish constantly. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how you could eat fish. It took me two years before I could eat salmon. Really? Yeah, because I was up there for salmon season. Yeah, and then it, now I like it again. But. Salmon is delicious. Yeah, but coming out of the yeah, water, man, salmon. you just like halibut, especially halibut's delicious. Yeah, yeah. coming out of the water, it's gross. Uh, so it's a. Uh, that was probably the worst. That was the toughest job I ever had. Yeah, because you're just doing a lot of shit. Where you're like, fuck. All right, but it got me. To the point where any job after that, I was like, "What yeah. was the reason why you went to uh, Alaska?" It was in between my freshman and sophomore year of college, and I thought my aunt lived up there. Yeah, and I was like, I can either wait tables at Applebee's and spend all my money on beer and weed, or I could go to Alaska and work, right, and make good money for three months. How do you find out about a gig like that? I didn't. I just went to a. I just went to like two or three canneries and was like, "Hey, can you hire uh, me?" Yeah, so you went without a job or anything. Yeah, yeah, just went up there. My aunt lived up there, and she let me borrow her truck, and I went around and found a job. Yeah. And Adam was- Carolla has a theory that everybody in Alaska is running away from something. Like, like it's just full of it people who yeah. have warrants out, or they're just running away from a bad situation. Yeah, makes sense. But there's but people so that are small. from there. Yeah, it's so small, though. I feel like you'd get found. What's amazing yeah. is the percentage of hot girls they have is astronomical. Really? Right? Compared to the population. Native girls or? Just, yeah, some girls. you just like. Yeah. Like, you know, I was young. I was like 19, so I was hanging out with like 17, 18-year-old girls, yeah. and they were like, good looking from there. Yeah. Right. And you're like, whoa, you're from here? Yeah, yeah. And like, uh uh-huh. The cold, <laughs> it, it preserves them. Yeah, and you want to be like, get out. <laughs> get out. There's so much more. Go to Seattle. Yeah. It's so much better there. Yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was talking to a guest once on the show, and we are saying, who would who would come to Madison or Wisconsin and, and settle? And be like, yep, this is it. And yeah. uh, I always said it was people from, like, Norway and Sweden who didn't understand that life could be better. There yeah. was a coast yeah. with an ocean yeah. and sun. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I kind of think I kind of like the thought of like settling down here because it's very like quaint. Yeah, like I don't John know. Hughes I don't movie. know if Madison is quaint, but I like I like like the old yeah. architecture. Sure, there's there's a lot of shops, old stuff. Yeah. Sense of community. Yeah, to, to, especially in this part of the city, the it's the near east side uh, here on Johnson. It, it really is a community kind of thing. People are like, yeah. they'll be walking down the street. And they're like, hey, how you doing? Hey, you hey there he is. Hey, there's Bab. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, real quick, comedy comedy influences. I'm sure you guys get this question all the time. Oh, man. So many to name. I have probably too many to name. Yeah. yeah. I think I've just been obsessed with comedy since I was a kid. Yeah, same here. Growing well, what, up watching what gave like, you the bug? Like, I mean... Uh, Chappelle. Watching Chappelle live yeah. in Denver. I was like, oh, I want to do this. What was your first taste of being on stage and being like... Because I remember be, my first time on stage... I, I'm a pastor's kid, so I, so oh, okay. I would be on yeah. stage every now and then. Yeah. But I remember the first time that I was on stage, and I was like, yep, I want to be on stage. I don't remember that moment. 
Um, of what what it was like. I mean, I remember my first open mic. Yeah, and just being like, was it terrible? No, I actually did really well. And then the next six months, I bombed every time. Yeah, I, I had a good experience my first time. First too. time is always weird because you're not. Yeah. You expect to bomb, and yeah. it goes. It's like going to see a movie with low expectations and being like, oh, "You know what? That was actually really good." Or going to see a movie that's like a horror movie. You're like, "I'm gonna not be able to sleep. Yeah. It's gonna be the worst. I'm gonna be yeah. so scared." And you're like, oh, "Wasn't that scary?" But yeah. you, I mean, your first time is it, the whole thing is just get it out of the way. Sure. That's the, I mean, that's the accomplishment. It's like everyone's like, "Oh, I, you know, I need to have five minutes, or uh, yeah, no, I need to have this." Yeah, just get yeah, just get it out of the way, and all right, that's you accomplished one thing. Yeah. Like that's and that's a big accomplishment, just getting the first one. Out and of I th- do you think that like people get that one out of the way? They think it's going to go terrible and it doesn't go as bad as, and they're like, oh, so this is actually pretty easy. And then they come back and they're yeah, like, it exactly. did not go as well, well then, as the yeah, last you also, one. Then you start realizing other things outside of okay, you have to do this all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's if you want to be a sure. professional, you have to get up on stage a lot. It's like if you, it's almost like if you were like went against the pitcher, sure, and you got a hit. And you're like, oh, cool. And they're like, okay, now it's going to be really hard to get another hit. Yeah. Right. You don't understand. It's all about consistency in this game. And you're like, um, yeah, I just kind of closed my eyes and swung. And you're like, that's not going to work. So I think that's what it is. And you start, like, bombing and striking out. And then you yeah. keep going up and then you learn how to. And all that's good for you. Yeah. Because you need to get in front of different audiences. Yeah. In different rooms. And you also got to learn. Any, any kind of entertainer needs to learn how to um, deal and accept with. Rejection. Oh, know? yeah, absolutely. I, I can't imagine being a stand-up and just constantly have this sense of rejection. Right. Uh, well, you're getting judged constantly. Yeah. You're getting, you know... Reddit comments, you know, yeah. it's it's never, like, yeah. it never stops. It's like being a cor- it's like being a defensive back in the NFL. Yeah. It's like well, even when you do your job you're really your well, fault. you're supposed to do your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and then you let up a big pass and people are like he sucks and you're like, I mean, that guy's six five and he runs yeah. so fast. You're like that was such a drunk audience. Exactly. Yeah. You're lucky I even got them to listen yeah. to me. Yeah. And they're like, Yeah, but you should have picked it. Like, that was when they were dropping checks. Yeah, like, that's part of the Do you understand well. how hard that is? I got knocked down and I got up and still covered him. Yeah. So it's like, you know. That's how I kind of look at it. Sure. It's, it's like, you know, sports analogies always work because it's an easier thing for me to... And people like, can relate to them. Yeah. Because, like, the, in the criticism that they receive. Yeah. Okay, so the last question I always ask on my podcast uh, is, uh, I always say, if I was walking down the street and found your phone on the street and went scrolling through the contacts, who's the coolest person in there? Who would, who would I go, oh, I've got to call this person? My first guest... Was Chris Farley's brother, and his answer was Quincy Jones, the uh, That's pretty awesome. music producer. Um, whose phone number could you call? I don't know, because there's like... My favorite's Colin Quinn. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd probably go Colin Quinn. I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty uh, good number to have in your phone. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Jim Norton. I got Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider's nice. awesome. Yeah. Schumer. Yeah, yeah Schumer's good. Yeah. Jesselnick. Judah Friedlander. Judah. I'm trying to get Jesselnick to do this. Because uh, he's here in yeah, he's next, week. next week. I'm trying to get him to do I it. I think David Teller uh, or Colin Quinn. Those, I mean, those are two good uh, two good numbers to have. Yeah. Yeah, I want, like, yeah, that, that's probably the coolest. Uh, were you, I, I think I saw something, were you and Colin Quinn in something? Did you? Were you in a movie with him recently? No, I opened for him. You opened for him. Just well, he's in. You're in Amy's new movie. Yeah, for a brief second though. Yeah, it's still in it. 
Yeah, I know I made the final cut. She told me I made the final cut. And I'm in her new season coming up just briefly. That's cool. Both are brief roles. Yeah. So you can't you can't criticize me too much, Reddit. <laughs> I guess, uh, you know. I mean, is, the, is the goal to be an actor as a comedian? Goal to be so super famous that you yeah. buy my ketchup at your See, grocery I, store. I feel like some stand-ups, they're like, yeah, Dance my goal is to get a, get a Here's the way I look at it. series and then become an actor and become known. And then some stand-ups just want to be stand-ups. All right, but here's the way. I think this is the easiest way to explain how I look at it. I want to do anything that's going to get more people to come see me do stand-up. Sure, yeah. If I do a TV show and that's going to get more people to come see me do stand-up, I'm going to do that TV show. If yeah. I'm going to do a movie that's going to go see more people, I want to do those things well. Yeah. If I act, then I act, and I want to learn how to act and, and do that well. But I want to do shit, radio, TV, movies, that get people to come watch guys like Gary and I live, because I think live comedy is the fucking best. I agree. And I think... There's shit that happens on stage with a comedian that you can't capture anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. And as long as Dan keeps working hard, I'll have a job. There it is, buddy. <laughs> no, right. But we're the same. Uh, where can people find you guys online, social media, things like that? You can like find that. me in subreddits being criticized across the <laughs> yeah. internet. No, I'm uh, Deservingly so. Yes, of course. <laughs> At Dan Soder on Twitter and DanSoder.com, which sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. Yeah. So if you're a good website designer, let me know. I'm uh, at Gary Veter. Dot com, or no, I'm at Gary Veter and GaryVeter.com. That'd be great you if your Twitter it. name was at GaryVeter.com. Yeah, Gary you guys com. get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for I'm going to take care of some business here real quick while yeah. I uh, outro the show. You have to go to the bathroom. Oh. No, that's right. So no. I'm going to shit right here. All right. Uh, so this is Madison Story Slam. You can find us on Facebook at Madison Story Slam. And you can find us on Twitter at Story Slam Madison. Uh, our next Story Slam is... The worst job, and that's February 27th at Johnson Public House. Uh, stories start at 7, but sign up is at 6. Get here early because we've had, like, the last two times, like, 120 people in here, and it's packed. You won't find a seat if you show up at 6.30. Get here early. Um, other than that, I got nothing else to say. So, Gary, Dan, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We did it. You did it, Gary. <laughs> <laughs>